My stepson hated me so much for being with his father. He sabotaged our wedding by grabbing the mic and telling everyone how vile of a person I was, killed my cat, and then stabbed me. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I'm a 39-year-old female and I'm married to my husband Dave, who's 44, and he has a son named Avery, who's 19. His ex-wife is named Diana, who's 42. Avery has always been hostile towards me and blamed me for his parents' divorce despite his dad not meeting me until three years after. I have tried my best to spend time with Avery, and I've been respectful of all the boundaries he set with me. Avery still hates me. It was fine with me as long as he didn't treat me like crap because he hates me. Well, Avery started treating me like crap when he found out his dad was marrying me. He threw a fit saying his dad needed his permission before marrying me and that he wouldn't come to the wedding. His dad and I let it slide and sat down with Avery and Diana to try and figure out why he was upset. It didn't work and Avery refused to see us until the wedding. At Dave and I's wedding, Avery objected to us being married in front of everyone and asked to make a speech in front of everyone later on the night. In his speech, he told everyone what a horrible person I was and that I was responsible for his parents' divorce and that I was a dirty homewrecker. Dave drove Avery back to Diana's, but the damage was done and several wedding guests assume Avery was telling the truth. My wedding night was ruined because of this and a good part of my family refuses to speak to me despite me explaining to them that this was not the case. Avery has continued to treat me like crap since then. He got mad at me once, so he dropped my cat off at a shelter two towns over and refused to tell me where he was until he'd been put down. I wanted to keep my wedding dress after the wedding and he tore it to shreds. Just two examples. I'll give more if anyone wants them. Finally, Wednesday, Dave and I had Avery over for dinner because Avery actually wanted to come. Long story short, when I went to get dessert and Dave wasn't there, Avery confronted me in the kitchen and began screaming at me and told me that I was a horrible person as well as some other not so nice things. Dave eventually came in, Avery left and I got pissed. I told Dave that I was tired of having his son constantly attack me and treating me like crap because of something he knows didn't happen. And I've put up with his nonsense for the last six years. I told him that he had to make a choice between me and Avery because I wasn't going to put up with Avery's nonsense any longer. And if it was a requirement of being married to Dave, I'd be filing for divorce. Dave told me it wasn't fair to make him make this decision. And I told him it might not have been fair, but it wasn't fair of him to let his son harass and attack me for years. So am I the jerk for making my husband choose between me and his son? But before you decide, there's a few updates. I've told Dave that I don't want to be around Avery several times and I got ignored. I was told that we go to therapy to try and sort things out, but it never happened. I don't know why Avery blames me for the divorce. If your question is about that, I can't answer you. Jumping into the future again, there is another update. How do I divorce my husband? I'm a 39-year-old female and I want to file for divorce from my husband who's 44, who has kept me in an abusive situation for the last six years. My husband has never put his hands on me, but has allowed his 19-year-old son to abuse me for the entire time we've been together. His son started out with screaming at me constantly whenever I was around him, and then it went to destroying my things as well as my cat. Eventually, it got to where he began threatening to harm me and actually harming me. To make a long story short, my husband's son stabbed me about two weeks ago, and after getting out of the hospital, I ran. I know I'm not safe with my husband anymore. I've been too much of a pushover to his son, and my husband refuses to protect me. It's going to end up with his son killing me, so I'm doing what I can to protect myself. I'm working on getting a restraining order against his son, and I need to know how to divorce my husband. I've never been divorced. I never wanted to be divorced, and I have no clue 
clue how to even start filing for divorce. So my question is, how do I divorce my husband? More than a month later, there was an update. To start, about two weeks after my post, Avery stabbed me. Dave allowed him over to spend time with him and I was making myself lunch. To make a long story short, Avery grabbed the knife from the knife block and I had to be rushed to the hospital. I filed a police report, but there wasn't enough evidence to make an arrest and Dave was furious with me. As soon as I was released, I ran. I'm currently staying with my sister and I am safe. Thank you to everyone who asked. I filed for a divorce and I'm working on getting a restraining order. I'm also going to work on getting myself into therapy once the world isn't so crazy, though that may take a while. I definitely need it. To those that told me I made up the post for karma, thank you. It was totally obviously made up for karma. Backslash S. Also, to those who were calling me just as bad for not leaving right away, I know. Now at least. I'm a huge pushover and way too much of an optimist for my own good. I'll answer some questions from various places, specifically the post. I would have answered them there, but the post was locked because people can't be civil. What age was Avery when you, Dave and I, got married? He was 17. I met Dave and Avery when he was 13. I dated Dave for four years and have been married to Dave for two years. How did Avery just drop my cat off at a shelter? The shelters around where I live are high kill. My guess is that he dropped my cat off and claimed he was a stray. Then he waited a month and told me that he was the one who got rid of my cat. What aren't you telling? You left out a lot of the story. You won't tell anyone what you've done. That is probably just as bad, etc. Here's what I left out. When I met Avery, I was very upfront with him. I told him I wasn't his mom and I wouldn't act like his mom. Then he started becoming hostile and openly hateful of me. At first, it was just him screaming and throwing tantrums and stealing little things like things from my small snack stash, little trinkets of mine, small gifts his dad sometimes got me, etc. Then it went to him destroying things like taking photos off the wall and throwing them against the ground as hard as he could, sticking things into the garbage disposal, dumping makeup into the toilet, and eventually stabbing the couch with a pair of scissors. Eventually, it turned to full-on threats. I lost my temper with him every so often and would call Diana in front of him to tell her about what he was doing. The most parenting I would do was send him to his room if he was destroying something. When he dropped off my cat at the shelter, I screamed at him and cried. I told him he was a horrible person. After he messed up my wedding, the next time I saw him, I asked him what the heck he was doing and got in a screaming match with him. So to sum up the answer to that question, not much. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've actually been mean to him, as in sending him to his room or getting in a screaming match with him. It was left out because of the character limit on the original post. Why did Dave and Diana divorce Avery's mom? When Diana came over to visit me in the hospital, I asked her this and this was her answer. Dave wouldn't be a parent to Avery as in he wanted to be more of Avery's friend than a parent and he was never home. Dave works from around 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening and passes out pretty quickly after he gets home. Why didn't I leave after my cat was put down? No clue. I should have left. How did Avery get the mic to make a toast after objecting? Dave thought his precious angel was just having a hard time and would shape up. I'll answer any other questions if you have them. I've been asked to update, so here's the update. Jumping nearly a year into the future, there is another update. I've officially been divorced for three months and I just got my restraining order against the crazy kid who is currently waiting for a court date because he broke into his mother's house. Avery tried getting into Diana's gun safe and got caught on camera doing it. I am far away from it all and I'm glad at this point. A few months in the future, there is one final update. I'll be honest and say that I completely forgot about this account. I came back to 30-something notifications, so I figured someone might still be interested in how things ended up turning out. Dave apparently ended up dating someone else after our divorce was finalized. I found out who it was via Facebook. He stayed with this woman for about two months and then they broke up. I actually happened to know the reason why. Because she made a 
post on her own account. Avery showed up at her house threatening to kill her while he was sloshed. This happened at around the same time he got caught trying to steal Diana's gun from her safe. So I'm just going to put two and two together and say that I think I know why he went for the gun. Avery ended up being arrested for it, though I don't think he was charged with anything. If he was, I don't think he had to serve any time. This happened about a year ago and about three months ago I got a call from Diana. We didn't talk much after I left because I believe she figured it would be easier for me not to have to hear about any of that anymore. It turns out Avery died. They called his death self-inflicted, though they're not exactly sure if that's the case. It happened at a party and that's what everyone else said apparently. Somehow he ended up with some handgun and they think that he did it to himself. I'm not sure I totally believe that, but I don't want to think about it too much. It's definitely plausible. Avery spiraled pretty badly after I ran, if you can call it that. I feel somewhat sorry for Dave, but I mostly feel sorry for Diana. Their kid was an awful human being, but they didn't deserve to go through the pain of losing him. No matter how I felt about him and the awful things he did to me, I couldn't bring myself to feel happy that he died. I mean, I'm relieved if that makes sense, but I'm not happy about it. It feels like it would be wrong to be happy about it. I did end up getting myself into therapy after I got settled. I've been looking back at some of the things I wrote when it was all initially going on, and honestly, I'm kind of alarmed with how little I reacted to the things that were happening. I feel like I was just exhausted at the time. I brought it up to my therapist and she told me it was probably just my way of trying not to break down with everything happening around me. But I'm in a much better place now. I'm looking into getting myself a new cat and I've opened myself up to the idea of dating again. So going back to the original question, am I the jerk for making my husband choose between me and his son? I can't believe how much the original poster had to go through here. This was heartbreaking. I also can't believe how many people don't see it from her perspective. They try and make it seem like she was the villain in this situation and not the victim of this situation. She even sort of described herself as an optimist to a fault. Originally, she was trying to make this whole situation work and it just got way out of hand. She seems kind of hard on herself when she describes herself as a pushover, but it sounds like her ex-husband is the pushover that really enabled all of this. The fact that he didn't put a stop to what his son was doing because he wanted to be his friend instead of being his parent is really what seems to have allowed this situation to exist in the first place. I mean, the ex-husband just thought that Avery would suddenly play nice at the wedding and let him give this speech? Why would you ever risk that knowing the whole history of the situation and knowing what would happen if it went wrong to ruin that entire day for your wife? And that was his call to make because it's his son. But it sounds like he failed to act in almost every situation. Despite all of that, it's a shame that Avery passed away. But what kind of adult still cares that much about who their parents date? It's not like he's forced to live with them. He's a full grown adult at that point. I just hope the original poster is able to heal from this. And I'm referring to both emotionally and physically because what happened to her was really serious. So let me know how you guys see the situation. What would you have done and jerk or not a jerk and why? I regret leaving my wife for my girlfriend. I don't know if I have the right to ask her to take me back. My wife and I separated a year and a half ago. Before that, we were together for 15 years. 15 happy years. We have two daughters together, 14 and 12. The last two years of our marriage, I thought that we had achieved all that we could achieve. Nothing changed and we knew each other by heart. The pandemic years were hard on me mentally being stuck at home 24-7. I didn't know at that time I thought I was stagnating and out of love with my wife and that being home made me realize that instead of the truth that I was depressed because of being home all the time, albeit with her. When I went back to the office after two years, I thought my change of humor to the positive was because I wasn't with her instead of the fact that I could actually get out again. I met Anna, who's 32 years old, and she was one of the new people that we hired. Anna is free and happy, social and high-spirited. She took the office by storm. She was the opposite of my shy and calm wife. I remember when I first met my wife. I was the one who asked her out and the first two years into our relationship, she confessed to me that she had liked me for at least a year before I asked her out. With Anna, she was honest
honest and verbal about how she had a crush on me, like an open book. She proposed to me. I told her that I was married and she said that we only lived once and that she just wanted to tell me how she felt, no matter if I reciprocated or not. I felt strongly for her. I confessed to my wife that I was out of love with her. She asked me if there was someone else and I said yes, that it was enough for her to try not to dissuade me. I know that she was hurt and suffering in secret and I never tried to console her because I didn't want her to know that I knew how much she was hurting. Her pride was always her dearest possession. I moved out a week later to Anna. I thought I was going to be over the moon, but something was missing, even when I felt happy. I thought that it was me missing my children in my home. I used to be with my daughters every day and now I see them only half of the time. I thought it was my daughters crying and not speaking to me that hurt me. I thought it was the disappointment in their eyes that disturbed my sleep at night. My wife was my rock even in separation. She made sure that the girls didn't refuse to see me. She kept my image whole and always spoke to them about how I love them and how good a father I was. I knew she was hurting and I could see her missing me, but she never once lost her dignity. It was around Christmas when it hit me how much I really lost. Anna had surprised me with a trip to a warm destination because I was feeling down that this would be the first time I wouldn't celebrate with my daughters who chose their mother. Anna always understood that my blueness was because I missed my girls all the time and she tried everything to cheer me up. The night before we took our trip, I dropped by my wife to leave my daughter's presence. My wife opened the door and just looked so serene. I lost my balance on an ice patch and she just said, oops, and ran toward me to help me with the gifts. I caught a whiff of her smell and that was when it all hit me. I did miss my children and my home and my stability, but most of all, I just missed my wife. I missed her warmth, her voice, her calmness, her wit, and most of all, her smell when I buried my face in her hair and neck on Saturdays when we would sleep in. I knew that I never really stopped loving her. She wasn't the reason I went through a dark period. She was the only light that pushed me forward. I have always missed her. I have tried to explain it away because I have this new brilliant girlfriend who is so different who is teaching me how to be excited again. My wife's face is the first thing I thought of when I woke up in the morning and looked at the person next to me. And every time Anna kissed me, I closed my eyes to try and imagine my wife's smell. And I pushed these thoughts away because I thought of how miserable my life had been during these pandemic years. My wife was putting up the Christmas tree and I asked her if I could stay for a brewski and she said yes. I started crying in our kitchen and when she asked, I told her that I was missing the girls and how strange it was to not celebrate with them. She comforted me and told me that everything will be okay and to have a nice trip. Change is never easy, even if we wanted it. Now another Christmas is approaching. Anna has booked a new adventure for Christmas and I didn't even protest. For the last year, picking up the children or dropping them off has been what I look forward to just to see my wife's face. I have noticed how she has become happier and more coming to terms with the changes and I envy her. I wish I could tell her how I feel, but I don't want to disturb her healing when she's come so far. I love her like I have never loved her before, but I don't deserve a moment more of her life after what I did. Jumping into the future, there is an update. I have now broken up with Anna. I feel such a weight lifted. Maybe it's not a nice thing to do, breaking up with someone before the holidays, but I needed this. For my own sake, but even for Anna. She doesn't deserve my resentment towards her since I'm the only one to blame for breaking up my marriage, but I can't help but resent her. I can't help but think I don't want someone like her around my daughters. I hope she will be fine and I wish her luck. When I say I blame nobody but myself for breaking up my marriage, the average comment says, so you are saying Anna is the one to blame for breaking up your marriage. I'm not going to bother my wife. I probably need to be alone while trying to sort out my feelings and mental issues. I'm just hoping this would make my girls accept me in my home as their second. So what should I do? It sounds like the OP here is at peace with where things are currently. He obviously wants to be with his ex-wife, but he doesn't say anything about trying to push to get back with her. We also don't really know where she stands on this. We know that she's calm and serene and she sounds like a really good person considering everything that happened to her and her reaction to it all, but maybe she's already dating 
dating someone or maybe she's not at all interested in getting back with him because ultimately he chose another woman over her. We don't really know enough about the wife to say either way. But the one sentiment that is spot on is just giving the wife the respect and time she needs. So let me know how you guys see the situation down below and what would you do? Am I the jerk for being shocked that my friend will get married before me? I have this friend, let's call her Jane. We're in our mid-30s now, but we were roommates since freshman year in college. She's one of my closest friends and I know her super well. And I know that for all of her 20s, she had horrendous luck with her love life and was extremely insecure about it. She always wanted to get married and have kids and kept ending up with D-bags who would cheat on her or men who straight up didn't like her, daddy issues and crying about it. And I was always there for her through it and reassuring her how she won't die alone. But her love life kind of became a punchline in our group of friends and sometimes she'd go along with it, especially once she got into her 30s and she was still single. She'd say stuff like, haha, yeah guys, we all know I'm gonna die alone all the time. And I know she was torn up about it, but we were always reassuring her that it's not the case and she was in therapy about it. Anyways, about a year ago, she finally met an incredible man and they fell in love almost instantly. He proposed to her last week and she's just completely over the moon. I've never seen her this happy. This weekend, we all went out to celebrate and all of our friends were saying how we're so happy for her after a long and difficult road and it was really emotional. For context, I'm still single, no boyfriend and I want to get married too, but I'm not a pathology like she was and so I can say, I can't believe Jane will get married before me. She started crying and stormed out and the evening was completely spoiled. I tried calling her this weekend, but she was hysterical and said that I didn't have to point out that she's so unlovable and it's a miracle she tricked someone into proposing. It's quite sad, but that's not what I meant. That's her own baggage. I apologized, but also suggested that she should talk to her therapist about that reaction and now she completely refuses to speak to me and won't answer my messages. A couple others in our friend group are on her side, while some have said that she's overreacting and will come around. So, am I the jerk? The first thing that I read into this is those original jokes that the OP is referring to probably weren't as funny to Jane as they were to the OP, or as funny to Jane as the OP thought they were. It sounds like the OP assumed, since there was no pushback, that Jane was in on this whole self-deprecating joke that she is going to be single forever, but rather than actually taking it as a joke, she's kind of internalized it and sees herself as being unlovable. And then when she finally does get someone who wants to be with her, she has this guilt complex because of her friend, the OP. It just sounds like the OP is out of touch with what Jane is feeling because she's seeing it exclusively from her perspective. But let me know how you guys see the situation down below, jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.